Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Ilya Meritz, in for Charlie Herman. Hillary Clinton called you the king of debt. Well, no, she didn't call me. I call myself the king of debt. I'm the king of debt. I'm great with debt. Nobody knows debt better than me. I've made a fortune by using debt. During the 2016 campaign, Donald Trump positioned himself as a brash businessman who told it like it is. And debt, which might be frightening or embarrassing to some people, Trump embraced it. It's called OPM. I do that all the time in business, called other people's money. There's nothing like doing things with other people's money. Trump said his playbook was to use OPM to reduce his own risk, but still capture the upside on successful deals. Well, what if the evidence says Donald Trump abandoned that playbook a long time ago? The Washington Post reports that in the nine years before he ran for president, Donald Trump's company bought golf courses, mansions, a winery. In all, Trump spent $400 million on property. And in most of those transactions, he didn't use other people's money. He paid all cash. I am a co-host of the podcast Trump Inc. from WNYC and ProPublica. With me is David Farenthold. He reported that story in The Washington Post with Jonathan O'Connell and Jack Gillum. Hey, David. Hey. Also here with us is Adam Davidson, who covers business and economics for The New Yorker. Hey, Adam. Hey, Ilya. So, David, you and I spoke in February, and at the time you told me your goal for this year is understanding Trump's debt. So is this the surprising answer to that question? He actually doesn't have that much debt because mostly he's been paying cash over the past decade? Well, he still has a lot of debt, and there's still a lot about his debts that I still don't understand. But this was a really surprising byproduct of that reporting. We went looking at the land records, the deed records for all these different things that Trump had bought going back 10 years, expecting to find a bunch of loans because that's how he'd always done things. He'd always used mortgages to buy property. That's how everybody does things in the real estate business. You borrow money to buy. And instead, when we pulled these land records, what we found was in at least 14 cases, Trump had done something really unusual. He'd bought them with all cash. So give us a picture of the kind of properties Trump bought and developed in those years before he ran for president. Where are they? What kind of money did he pay? Well, they started relatively small. The first one he bought was a, an estate in Scotland in 2006 that he bought for, I think, $12 million and developed over a period of seven years into a golf course. Then he continued buying uh, mostly golf courses in the U.S. And these were generally sort of smaller ex-urban golf courses that for one reason or another were in some sort of financial distress. So he got them cheap outside Philadelphia, outside New York, outside Charlotte, and buying them all in cash. But then when you get later in this time period, closer to when Trump starts to run for the presidency, the numbers get much bigger. Uh, In 2014, right before he ran for president, he spends $80 million to buy two really big money-losing, money-pit golf courses, one in Scotland, one in Ireland. And then after he spends that $80 million to buy them, he pours in tens of millions more just to operate them, to renovate them, to keep them running while they lose money. So, Adam, David already mentioned that it's kind of unusual to not do financing when you're acquiring large properties somewhere. Exactly how weird is that? And why do most real estate developers get loans? Yeah, it's so weird that there's almost nobody who ever, ever does it. Um, I called a lot of real estate professionals and one guy could think of like a billionaire he knew many years ago who didn't like to have any mortgages. But as a general rule, the business of real estate is borrowing money so that your money can go much farther. And the way Eric Trump and the Trump Organization presented themselves to David in the article was to say, well, we preferred to pay cash because then we didn't have debt, as if the decision they were confronted with was, do we 
buy these golf courses with debt or do we buy these golf courses with cash? But that is not the way to think about it. If you have $80 million to spend on real estate, you could spend all $80 million on one property or two properties, and then you're fully committed to those properties becoming worth a lot more money. Or you could take that $80 million and borrow, say, $800 million and buy a much larger uh, number of properties. And the reasons to do that are manifold. Borrowing for real estate is better in every possible way. And Donald Trump is one of the leading figures, both arguing that and, and behaving that way. So this, this sudden turn to cash truly, truly, truly in every way, a business way, a Trump way, makes zero sense. David, where did the Trumps get the money to buy these projects? Well, what I can tell you is what Eric Trump told us when we called him for this story. He said, look, our businesses throw off our existing businesses, and that would be, you know, leases on commercial buildings in New York, uh, profits from other golf courses, uh, licensing fees from various other things, that those things throw off so much cash. We're just rolling in cash to such a degree that we could use our cash flow to pay for these projects. We, you know, we didn't have to sell a property. We didn't have to dip into our savings. We just have so much cash coming in every day, we could siphon off a little bit of that cash and buy these projects. That's his explanation. I, Because the Trump organization is so private, I don't really have a way to peer into their, you know, to peer back into their bank accounts from those years to see whether that's plausible. But that's what he says. Looking at everything we know about his businesses, I can just about get to $400 million over 10 years, but it's hard. I mean, it's assuming, you know, he has the apprentice money, which he claims got up to $30 million a year, although I think a lot of people are skeptical about that. And then if you look at his four commercial properties, he'd have to be making a truly unusually high profit margin to get tens of millions out of those. Most of his other businesses are, you know, one or $2 million a year kind of businesses or or many are money losing. And by the way, this is a man with an incredibly expensive lifestyle, you know, operating all the homes and the staff and the limos, that's not cheap. And then operating all these businesses we've been talking about, that costs money too. So it is very hard for me to believe that this was truly cash that they had sitting around and thought, well, why not put it all into a small handful of highly dubious investments? There's this fundamental question we have. Where did the money come from and why was it spent the way it was spent? And I think it is possible that there is a legitimate reason. I don't think that this article proves this was a fundamentally criminal operation or, or some such, but it, I think it forces us to ask even more fundamental questions about what is this company, where did it get money, and what was its business? Adam Davidson is a staff writer at The New Yorker. David Farenthold is a reporter at The Washington Post. Thank you both very much. Thank you. Thank you. And if you want to dive deeper into Trump's all-cash purchases, you can hear an extended version of our conversation on Trump, Inc. It's at trumpincpodcast.org. I'm Ilya Meritz. This is Money Talking from WNYC. 